Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella. Lacey. And Rashawn. What's going on, y'all? Hey. hey. Joshua Vetter. Sorry. Your government. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, his whole name. What the fuck? Phone number is... <laughs> Social is... <laughs> Jesus. My bad. What y'all been watching? So I've been uh, jumping back in time, re-watching Gilmore Girls. Aww. Yeah, I never watched it fully. I only watched it in syndication. So I knew who the characters were and the fast talking and everything. Um, but I started it season one. Thought I was going to just put it on for it to be on the background. But my ass is sitting down watching that. <laughs> I am enveloped into Stars Hollow. I find myself talking quick, witty. <laughs> that's how it works. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, that's how it works. But um, it's a sweet time. It's like very warm. Nothing about it just feels like real life. And that's exactly what we need right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of escapism. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> that. I watched Nomadland. Ooh, what do you think? <sighs> this movie, you guys, is incredible. Yeah. Of course, it won the Golden Globe for Best drama and best director Chloe Zhao. Frances McDormand she is living out of her van and she is traveling throughout different spaces where people are essentially nomads. Uh, It takes place after the financial crisis and the movie is just gorgeous you guys. I Carmela walked in and Marla and I was just weeping. (laughs) And I don't cry in a lot of movies. And so they were like, is everything okay? (laughs) And I was like, no, you know what? It's not okay. (laughs) Frances McDormand is amazing. Everyone else in the movie, except for one actor, are actual nomads. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. And so the film kind of takes on a sort of docudrama feel in moments. Because there's just sequences where she has the camera fixed on one person and they're kind of talking about their experience and it it kind of melds with the fictional movie that you're watching but i didn't know that part yeah the stories that they're saying are part of their actual experience that's so cool wow there are a lot of shots that are shot during magical hour she's just she's incredible i i liked her previous movie the rider but after this, I'm just Eternals is going to be incredible. I don't know what she has in store or what mm-hmm. she's going to do. I forgot that's her. But yeah, watch the writer. I think it should be on Amazon. Nomadland's uh, available on Hulu. And then yeah, just celebrate Chloe Zhao. You're probably going to be hearing a lot about her in the next month or so because she's mm. she's about to make history. I think so. Yeah, we finally watched Promising Young Woman. Yes. Oh yeah. boy fucking loved it yeah it's just great 
start to finish. I have no qualms with it. Perfect. I have no qualms with it, but I I would caution anyone who's going into it. It's not what the trailer set it out to be exactly, and there is a lot there's a lot about it that's triggering. Mm-hmm. Um, so just protect yourself. But it's a really, really great movie. I definitely think that the movie is the trailer. Not to completely disagree with you, but I do know what you're saying, Lacey. Mm-hmm. Because it's it, it subverts every expectation you have. But I definitely think the promise of the trailer is part of the movie. We also started and finished Ted Lasso. I need to watch this. Is it Fucking, how many seasons it, is it? It's one only season. one so far. Oh, I got you. Already okay. been picked up for two more though. It's fucking delightful it's big Shit's creek energy in that there's some drama but it's just nice very very uplifting (laughs) that's what i need right now (laughs) for real though like it's such a nice like there's no other word for it than just nice like it's all great character work the writing is just really sweet and well done it's just a very good time Mm -hmm. and uh jason sudeikis has that stash in there right Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. All right, whole, I'm gonna go. Bit. You guys Chill. got the rest of the episode. Chill out. <laughs> Get the spray bottle out. <laughs> that's why. That's they're filming it right now. That's one why he had a stash at the Globes when he won, and two why he was in that dope hoodie because it was like three in the morning for him because they film overseas. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, little sleepy guy. Little sleepy sheepy. Little hot sleepy guy. Oh my god! All right, all right. What are we fighting about? <laughs> Josh, yeah. guess what I finally watched? What did you finally watch? I am legend. I'm not, I'm not infected. I'm not infected. Please. Nothing happened the way it was supposed to happen. Six billion people on Earth when the infection hit. I'm a survivor living in New York City. I will be at the South Street Seaport every day at midday when the sun is highest in the sky. I Am Legend is a 2007 action drama starring Will Smith, directed by Francis Lawrence, written by Mark Protosevich and Akiva Goldsmith. The premise of I Am Legend loosely based on the book after a cure for cancer infects 90% of the planet's population. One man, Lieutenant Colonel Robert Neville, a scientist in the U.S. military, stays behind at Ground Zero in New York trying to find a cure with his German Shepherd Sam. This is his journey. Boys and girls, this movie did something to me, man. This movie was actually, I saw this in in theaters when it first came out, this is the movie that made me want to move out to LA and be in films. Like I'd always wanted to be an actor, but stage was fine and staying where I was was fine. Then I saw I Am Legend and I was I was hooked. Will Smith is one of the last remaining quote unquote movie stars we have. I think if it wasn't for him, this movie would maybe not be what it is, maybe not be so successful. There's a couple other people I could see in this part, but Will Smith makes this movie, I think. There's action, there is comedy, there is a lot of drama. I think he hits every bullseye that's put in front of him. The CGI holds up well enough for being a 2007 movie that is 
neither here nor there. Uh, but now let's open the floor. What do we think? You know what, Mel, let's start with you. This okay. is your first time viewing it. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to see this movie. I hear so many people talk about it and they're like, what? This movie is so good. You've never seen it? And it's kind of crazy to me that I've never gotten this movie spoiled. Yeah. It's a very contentious ending, too, especially because they filmed a totally separate ending. Oh, yeah. I So it was really cool to go into it watching it, not knowing literally anything about it. The only thing I knew was that it was kind of like apocalyptic or quarantine or something. I just knew that he was alone, but I didn't know what was to come. To, I watched it with Rashawn and Marla and they had already seen it. So the parts where you find out what's actually happening and I'm like having these real reactions and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that happened. But I really, really like this movie. Yeah. There are like a few little things that I think. That's all right. You know, it's talk about. <laughs> that I didn't necessarily, I wouldn't call them dislikes. Interesting. Can you think of it like what? What comes to mind? Will Smith is like, they have evolved. They are completely infected. This, all signs of humanity are completely erased. And then cut to the scene with the mannequin outside. And then we soon realize that alpha male zombie has watched Will Smith do all of this and has created his own plot. And so that point, I'm kind of like, well, what? Huh? Well, that, so I, I understand how that's kind of seems counterintuitive at first, mm-hmm. but that is pretty much what the whole book is about, is that Robert Neville's wrong. They haven't de-evolved. They, it's sort of like a lateral evolution. They aren't, they have a structured society. They have a leader. They have followers. They have a food system. And the whole thing with the book, not to delve off too much, but the whole thing with the book is you find out at the end that the doctor is actually the bad guy because all the infected citizens have basically formed a new society and there's this one person left that keeps kidnapping their citizens and torturing them and experimenting on them and you find out that robert neville is a legend but he's a legend among this new society for being a terror Mm. and i will i will sort of agree with you that it's maybe it's not heavily implied enough or it's not sort of yeah it, it, it doesn't quite land in the movie because you need to be obsessed with the movie like me or know about the book to know that he's he's wrong. They haven't fully de-evolved. They just are a little more aggressive and rabid. And that's the thing, too, is when I was watching it and you know how he gets caught up in the trap, right? And he's hanging from the car, or like the wire. When I'm watching it, obviously, it's my first watch, so I'm just like, oh, maybe it's a trap that he did a couple days prior and then he forgot about it and he's like, oh, fuck. And so it wasn't until we finished the movie that Marla was like, no, it's the guy, it's the zombie. And I was like, wait, what? And so I totally didn't even get that it was him. Right. So yeah, to that point is like, I don't, I wouldn't really catch that if I was watching it by myself. I would have just been like, Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's because it's the exact same trap that he set outside of their place. The implication is that they're learning from him. All right. I love our podcast, me and Josh. Yeah, this is a great <laughs> the Mella Josh podcast. Y'all are on a roll. I didn't. Yeah, wanna... you guys keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Someone else talk. 
Oh, I'm scared now. <laughs> so I I saw I Am Legend in New York at the AMC Fuck. 34th Street, like the massive AMC. Oh, shit. And it was so jarring to leave like a busy New York street, go in and see what they had created in the movie, which is just like barren. And it's just terrifying. I agree with you. Will Smith is just singular. Nobody can do what Will Smith does. You are not going to get another Will Smith. Yeah. And I think Francis Lawrence bottles up what makes him so great and Mm -hmm. just lets him loose in this movie by himself with Abby, the dog. And it's so capital G good. I love the first two acts of I Am Legend. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Act three is (laughs) B-A-D. Bad. Where, (laughs) Where does act three begin for you? Around the the time he falls into the trap, around the okay. time we enter into here are these two people into the story, and then the movie turns into this action movie that I, I just don't think the first hour and fifteen minutes was leading up to, and I just think it completely wastes all the goodwill that it <laughs> literally the goodwill <laughs> <laughs> that it builds up with this quiet at times it's really terrifying and and thrilling and there are some sequences like when he runs into the building to save sam but for the most part the movie is just very low-key and haunting and sad and then the last 30 minutes is like oh you guys need an action movie so we're gonna give you an action movie and it just loses me completely every time i watch it and it makes me so sad because the first hour and 15 is like a perfect movie to me and then I'm so sad because it's bad. Is <laughs> and to the point of I don't think it's a point of you having read the book and the thread of him being wrong about the infected because I don't think that's in the movie at all. You don't he's, think so? No, he's not. If he is wrong, the movie doesn't know that. Yeah, I think you might know that because, like you said, you read well, the book. Yeah, he, I think that's something that is that. lost in translation of the adaptation because that there's no clue to that in the movie at all. I don't think like when he talks in that in that moment when he's like they've abandoned their instincts. I don't think they are. I think they know. I think they know they can't go out in the sun. He's choosing to to get a good look at Robert Neville and say, "Fuck you! You just took my mate." I think he's been wrong all along. I don't think it's just that moment. I think. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to go back and not because I've seen it so many goddamn times. I'm trying to think about it without the pretense of what I know and what I've read about it. So while I'm doing that, Lacey, why don't you go? Why don't Why don't you speak for the first time? <laughs> I saw this movie when it came out, and I remember being really impacted by it and being like, "Wow, that was a really good movie." But I had never watched it again. I remember why now. Um, (laughs) Listen, I can look at this movie. Will Smith is incredible. The pacing is amazing. The storytelling, amazing. The intercutting between present times and how Will got to where he is, incredible. Heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching, ruins me. And that is why I can't, I can't watch it. I can't watch this movie again because it 
destroys me from Sam. And then he goes back to the video store and has that monologue of, I told my friend that I would say hello to you. Mm -hmm. I don't stop crying. It's like, it's hard to watch. It's so uncomfortable because you have so much empathy. You've bonded with this character for the last hour and 15 minutes. You feel everything that he's feeling. You feel that isolation and you feel that need for connection, especially because he just lost the one thing he had grounding him mm-hmm. and keeping him sane. It ruined me, you guys. <laughs> she, she was in a tough spot. <laughs> like, I can't. I I can see that it's a really good movie and I respect it and I love that it inspired you, but I can't, I can't do this movie. I can't do it. <laughs> that That's kind of what I mean, though, is that, yeah, I cried at Mighty Joe Young when I was a kid. So sue me. <laughs> But nobody's going to sue you, Josh. Everybody <laughs> cried at Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> this came out when I was 16. And this movie, especially as like a ratty shithead 16 year old, I, I, it was a packed theater. It affected me heavy the same way it affected Lacey. And I saw it affect everyone else. This is one of those movies that like, really affects people and that's kind of what i was like oh shit movies can do that mm-hmm. all right let's do it it's also watching a movie about people getting quarantined by this by the <laughs> country and then having to only have done that just about a year ago my bad it's fucking crazy it, yeah. it hit different it hit different the, but it's, the, it's what a choice because, <laughs> right because I'm sitting there watching a movie and it's like, okay, in 2007, we're watching this and we're thinking, this is something that only happens in movies. This is sci-fi. This is sci-fi. We've never, the only time we think of quarantine, we relate it to a movie, right? And when you're sitting in 2021 in quarantine still, you're like, holy fucking shit. Nothing about this mm. is unreal. Down to the chaos. The part that fucks me up is the false negative in that scene when they're scanning everybody's eyes and Neville's wife gets a false negative. Mm -hmm. And and if he hadn't been a lieutenant colonel, that would have been it. Yeah. Um, The lady with the fucking bleeding eyes. Oh, yeah. And her her child. Oh, my God. Little baby Marley turning around and saying, what about the other little girl? Yeah. So... They're considered in the movie, and of course in the books, and in the other two movies that have been made off this book, they're considered less zombies and more vampires. Yeah. But they're closer to vampires in the book, and in I think that was the plan in the original movie. Like, even this article that I pulled up about the alternate ending refers to them as vampires. And I think framing them like that, and I also think in 2007, not everything was a zombie. So if you saw a creature like this, it was just kind of this human with rabies that's sort of past the point of humanity it's not explicitly a zombie and i think because of the oversaturation of zombie zombies in pop culture that unfortunately if there is a horde of bipedal creatures they're automatically assumed zombies until explicitly said otherwise and i think that was also another like little i wish that anna didn't Exist. Name it for us. You know, I I kind of agree with Rashawn too. Is like I kind of wish she didn't exist. I loved 
just watching Will Smith and Sam get at it the whole time. But wait, before we get to Anna, what I was saying is I wish she wouldn't have called these species of unknown things something. And I uh, think that mm-hmm. has to do with obviously the book and they are called something. But I feel like we've talked about this before in our horror episodes is like the unknown is so much scarier. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just by calling them they or those things or creatures or anything, I think that adds to the element of unknown and like the scare of it. But I right. feel like it's so much better if they just don't even know what to call them. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. So what? So then say Anna and Ethan don't show up. Would you still have the Sam death happen? Because no, if, never. Yeah, no, because <laughs> because no. If Sam, but if Sam dies, there's no one to. And I don't mean literally pull Robert out of that car. But there's no one. To, he's suicidal. He's lit, he's he's trying to kill himself. He's angry, of course, and he he wants to take out as many as he can with him. But there's no one to pull him back. If if Anna doesn't show up, I think the movie's over. I don't know where else it goes from there. I don't have a solution. I really don't. <laughs> so Rashawn, take it away. <laughs> well, that's that's where the movie loses me because I just don't buy that suicidal or not. I don't buy that he would drive that car onto the dock. Yeah, I'll give you that. It just doesn't. It just doesn't ring true. No, I mean, he is. It he does. Goes, it does he goes because through so many precautions at the beginning of the movie. He is driving a Dodge. Like, yeah. the loudest car in the world. Well, he knows they don't come out in, sun- in the sunlight, though. But he's trying to hunt with a Dodge? No. I think it's just, I think it's just fast. Yeah. And loud. I think, he, I, th- I think he's going for speed on that one. Well, no. He, <laughs> because he from runs, the jump, he runs, he's making irresponsible car choices. Because he runs into a herd. <laughs> like, he runs into a whole herd, and then when he singles one out, he gets out of the car. And, and he's then quiet. And like, no, it's like, that is mine. No, it's irresponsible. <laughs> no. His car choices, that's not an argument. He does not make good tr- car choices through the whole movie. I think so. Because he has to be fast enough to catch a, yeah. a gazelle. You know what I mean? I I, and I don't think the truck is making it. Is I it will a gazelle? Say, I thought it was is, Bambi. Yeah, it's a, a little deer. They, totally I'm calling them gazelles. <laughs> I mean, I was about to defend you and say deer are native to North America and gazelles aren't, but lions aren't native to North America. I right. just thought they broke out of the zoo. zoo. The, Bron- the Bronx Zoo. Yeah. yeah. Is there... So, sorry, New Yorkers, if you're listening to this, I don't quite know my New York geography. Well. <laughs> Rashawn. What it do? <laughs> is there a way on and off that island that isn't the bridge? No. Or is that just... Then how are they driving? Fuck! <laughs> how are they driving to Vermont? I don't. Well, they only destroyed two bridges. There's, oh, there are more than the two. There's more than that. Those are just the main. Okay. So I'm going to do something. I might regret it because it might make you hate the movie more. But I'm uh, going to read to you what the alternate ending was. It's on YouTube. I would like but, to hear it. Well, wait, wait, Rashawn. It, it's full, like edited and everything, like in its entirety. Finished product is on YouTube. Yeah, I I had the DVD at one point, so oh, I, yeah. I watched it. It also sucks. <laughs> oh damn! The alternate ending 
As Neville learned, the reason the vampires are attacking his home is that the creature's leader is the significant other to the latest test subject Neville has kidnapped in order to try and find a cure. Neville lets her rejoin her brethren and seemingly realizes that to the Dark Seekers, as they've been dubbed, he's their biggest fear. Neville abandons his research, takes the cure, and heads along with Anna and Ethan to Vermont, a changed man. I no. feel I here's my issue. I feel like they were afraid that if it was just Will from start to finish that people wouldn't stay tuned in. And I just don't I feel like they should have had more faith in the audience because I would have watched Will Smith. Oh yeah. For 100 and however many minutes. Like With, I I don't The way care. he's tuned in to this role and this Hell part. Yeah. yeah. I I think they brought in people because they needed someone for him to bounce exposition off of. Yeah. And I yeah. just didn't, I just wish they didn't do that. That's a damn good monologue, too, that there is no God monologue. Whew! Okay, here's another issue I have with this movie. And I had this the first time I watched it, too. The butterfly metaphor comes in in the last two minutes of the movie. It's never once mentioned before that. His daughter does it, right? She well, when one of the last things she says there, he's driving her and she turns around and she's he goes, Daddy, look a butterfly, and she's making butterfly with her hands. Yeah, when they're driving to the the helicopter. Okay, maybe that with the glass and then the voiceover, I could have gotten behind, but the tattoo on her neck, like that's just a little. It just <laughs> got a little heavy handed for me in the metaphor. I would have just taken. My daughter's telling me this is what I got to do. Here, take it. Mm-hmm. Save yourself. Also, this is a guy who could not be moved. Like, he was not leaving ground zero. And so he finds the cure in that last moment, and he decides to be a martyr and kill himself? Yeah, just, why? Why? What, in that, if, girl, if y'all don't scoot over, I'm getting in. This little <laughs> cut in. Would have broken like, in. He could have thrown the grenade from the little... No, you yeah. can't. You can't close and latch a gate faster than a grenade explodes. Yes, I can. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a grenade. Give me one. I, I was will a Girl say Scout. he could. He could have just set it down. <laughs> yeah, London. Run. But what they've they've broke. They've destroyed every defense he has. It was just like a tiny brick wall with a steel latch. They would have gotten through that. But he blew them up, so they did it. Right, but if he had gone in there with them. You better take that thing out with your teeth, the little needle, toss it, <laughs> and pin. get in that latch. <laughs> the pin. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> pin, needle, whatever. Because he, ha- he he pulls the needle. What is it? It's a pin. <laughs> it's a pin. <laughs> it's a pin. He pulls the pin out, and he has it in his hand for a second before he runs yeah. to them. Which is makes the assumption that it's an impact grenade. Some grenades are timed and some are impact that one's probably an impact grenade but i mean there's no a horde of dark seekers would have (laughs) definitely at some point triggered a a, an impact grenade hard enough to make it explode i would think they shouldn't have been at the house in the first place it's just dumb as hell like i just don't you brought her in just so they would find it's just so mad it's maddening it's maddening that's I I'm I'm I I'll relent a little bit to that, but I will say where like okay, either you don't bring her in or she has enough common sense to wait until sun up, not just sun on the horizon. But with that being said, there's a chance the the dark seekers make it to the house anyway because if they are if they can 
track him enough to know about Fred, eventually they're going to track him to his home. Okay, hear me, hear me out. Okay. So, Sam dies. Yep. He's destroyed. Yep. He goes on a roaring rampage of revenge. Yeah. Day by day, I'm going to just take them out one by one. And he keeps trapping them. He grabs them, kills them, grabs them, kills them, takes them to light. And one day, as he's just caught up in this cycle, he slips up. He forgets to go home, douse the steps with vinegar, and get in the house. Vinegar! That's what he's spraying on the on the steps. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Isn't it? don't know but i will bet my entire bank account that it's not vinegar time out i'm gonna google it hold on me too no, wait I'll what do you it think first. it is like disinfectant like 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 alcohol my dumb ass i was like it's lighter or, fluid so he can or just lighter light fluid. him up but or that doesn't fluid. get rid of his scent i think that's why he's doing that to like hide his because they can they would be able to track him Everyone in the Zoom chat is giving me a face right now. No, you told no, me. No, vinegar and I is you. vinegar is a is a disinfectant and it gets rid of scent. So you're you're be completely right, but that is not at all what I would have thought. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I just first glance, I was just assuming alcohol. I don't know. Because alcohol alcohol wouldn't Mm-mm. get rid of their scent. No. no, it does not. But vinegar smells crazy. <laughs> but, but it doesn't but point. it doesn't smell like him but if only one building in the whole area smells like fucking vinegar you don't think they're gonna figure that out maybe it's maybe it's garlic garlic juice because they're kind of vampires no <laughs> <laughs> little boiled garlic water it's vinegar I don't know, look it it's vinegar, it's vinegar. yes Hey. Oh boy, you owe everything to Rashawn in your bank account right now. Jokes on him. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch empty. Empty. <laughs> okay, and then and then he he slips up one day on his revenge path and they find their way to him. You can have your little action-y ending. I was going to say, they... wasn't your whole issue with there's action? That has a lot of action. No, because the the he's only taken out one at a time. Because the sequence when oh, he, he traps I, I him. I assumed your rampage meant like he's locked and loaded for gunplay. Like, just like <laughs> no, the down same, the door. The same way he, tr- he grabs one at a time right. to test on them, he does that the same way to just throw them out into the sunlight. He's like, you killed my fucking dog, bitch. What happens then? So does he find the cure and what does he do with it? Or he, do we're rewriting all of it? He finds the cure and then he drives to Vermont and that's it. What? <laughs> what? Okay. No. I'm like, thanks. I had a great time. You said he slips up. What happens when he slips up? They find him and you can have your ending with him them ripping apart the house. I don't I don't know. But the, So the part I mean? he doesn't like is just mostly Anna and Ethan. No, yeah. I don't like the action part, but I but it, I also don't have a solution for not them just not going straight action movie at the end. You could have trimmed the the house sequence. I think going straight from boom 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 traps out, oh shit that didn't stop them, get into the basement. Cut the fight scene up top with the alpha, cut the him rescuing them from the bedroom. Oh shit, they made it through my perimeter uh defenses, get into the basement. Cut straight to there. Mhm. How would that have landed for you? 
Um, I'll agree. To me, the the one time that it seems a little gratuitous when it comes to the action is the sort of fight scene he has at the top of the stairs, where he's just he's he's getting his ass whooped, and then that he gets thrown down the stairs, and that's kind of it. Yeah, I'm like you would be pretty torn up. Also, yeah. you were just stabbed in the leg like less than twelve hours ago. Like I mean, that's a, that's part adrenaline, part yeah. It kind of if I'm going to critique something heavily, it's that I don't think I needed that. I think I would have had it perimeter defenses explode. There's the alpha male. He calls in a second wave. Get to the basement. Because personally, I really like Anna. And I like the juxtaposition between where she's at and where he's at. And she's this beacon of light, full of hope. So I like that part of the movie. And I like her in it. I think she's really incredible. I think she does a really lovely job, the actress. I, I, I don't know. That I... was just my argument. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. I think Alice Braga is is great in the part. It just feels it feels like convenience and less like motivation you know do you think that he was saving the bacon for sam probably that's a payoff we didn't get what was he saving it for i think he was i think it was just like i was just saving that fucking bacon that's true too yeah you know i do like too that after the fact you get a little acknowledgement from anna she's like you're not good with people anymore are you i hated it i what? That's a terrible line. You know what? I we, didn't, we didn't need it, though. We like, know that clearly. he's terrible with people. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> well, she's terrible, too. But you, nobody says that to people. Wow. She's you must people, too. You must be, have anxiety, huh? Like, nobody <laughs> says that. Yeah, nobody says that now because society hasn't collapsed for three years. Hasn't it? <laughs> Pretty sure it has. <laughs> where we're at <laughs> we're collapsing as we speak well we're only one year in catch, catch me in two me. years telling you all of your guys's social faults <laughs> that line that line is awful because we don't need it because we see it we see that he doesn't know what to do it's that whole scene where he throws the plate and his statement about i was saving the bacon and then he comes back down and starts quoting <laughs> shrek from start hey to finish not not all viewers are astute as as astute as you guys are all right and they won't be if you keep crutching them with lines like that (laughs) 16 year old me wasn't look i'm gonna change the subject because i can't win this argument so (laughs) say you're just say you're right josh i am right so Ah! (laughs) a scene that i i really kind of landed with me interestingly this time around was the first movie theater scene where he's talking to everybody saying hi when i first saw that and for a lot of time after i thought that scene was hilarious will smith is bringing the will smith charm to 11 Mm -hmm. he's finger gunning people he's nodding he's chatting it up watching it now i'm like this is the fucking saddest scene in the movie Mm -hmm. it's still pretty funny it's yeah. funny, but it's there's but a I, sadness yeah, to it. Yeah, I agree. With Will you. Smith intrinsically makes it funny because he's that good at it. But like, if you kind of pull pull the cover back a little bit, it's a sad scene. Oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. the whole. It's all sad. It's all <laughs> sad. is not recovering. Listen, I, I I guess this movie did exactly what it had intended to do. It is really well done, but 
ow, my little sad heart just hurts. It hurted. It hurted the whole time. Did I really just say that? Oh, my God. It hurted the whole time. Some of those mannequins were played by real people in some shots. I read that and I'm disgusted. Disgusting. (laughs) What? I don't know why. I know that fact, but I don't know why. The Fred that is moved was played by a mime. So I guess it's like if you go back and watch it, he does move. So it's like one of those, like they just wanted to trick the viewers to be like, wait, did he move or did he not move? And he actually does. Does that mannequin move? Yeah. Well, and what that does for his performance, Mm -hmm. seeing Mm -hmm. that and wanting that more than anything in the world, but knowing it's not real. I mean, that's just, that's a mindfuck all on its own. Like I said, I didn't think that it was moved by the Dark Seeker. I thought it was possibly Will Smith losing his shit. So it also adds to that. Right. Speaking of the credits, an uncredited performance that destroys, as she does in every movie, Emma Thompson at the beginning of this, on her little VHS recording. Destroys Uh is a bit much. (laughs) I thought that was a real scientist. She has a cute little part. I thought she was a real scientist until like a year ago. (laughs) No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No. Look, Emma, Emma Thompson is a treasure. Destroys is is uh I, pound for pound. If we're talking about who knocks out of the park percentage wise of their lines, Emma Thompson knocks out a hundred percent of her lines. If you call Emma Thompson now, she'd be like, "What? What is I am legend? She's not in the movie." <laughs> do I will accept your point if you do a better Emma Thompson impression. Well, um, no, cancer <laughs> has been cured. That's very and good. That's what I we meant thought. her saying, what is I Am Legend? Initially, the movie you're about to see is boss as fuck, except for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> Continue. Emma, if you're listening, will you send me a voice memo of you saying boss as fuck so I can make it my voicemail? <laughs> uh, before we get into it, does anybody have any last grievances they want to air? Any shout outs? Any props? Mm. Abby, Abby the dog. Ugh, Abby the dog. Forever. As of Josh shared with me as we were watching it that Will Smith connected with Abby the dog so much during filming that once they wrapped, he wanted to adopt her. He like offered to adopt her from her family, and they were like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not." Which I, I think is so sweet, but I'm so glad they also didn't because you know it would be yeah. very easy to just. Say, oh yeah, a millionaire from Hollywood wants to buy my dog. I Never. don't think I can act opposite dogs because my house will be overrun right. after every movie. <laughs> Yay. As of the end of 2019, Abby was still alive at 13 years old. Oh. oh. Abby, we love you. I want to give credit to that scene because it is awful and I hated every second of it, but they really took their time. With mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just an old yeller situation with like, okay, my dog's infected, bam. He held her and cradled her and grieved her as she was turning. And like, we experienced that with him. And then the choice for it not to be, a, I mean, it's a violent death, but for it not to be a, a gory death. And I mean, there's something about the way it was done that is so sad it's- and intimate. 
and um, it's also if if you had to strangle your dog, the last thing you do would be look at it. Oh yeah, yeah. Francis Lawrence is dope. I love pretty much all of his. What films. else? What else is Francis? Lawrence he directed done? the Hunger Games. He did oh, Constantine. He did Water for Elephants. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets he'd... one. <laughs> and then he did he... the Jennifer Lawrence movie uh, Red Sparrow. He also directed Run the World, parenthesis, Girls. Oh, wow. The sequel to I Am Legend. <laughs> Sam comes back. Who Run the World? Sam. Sam. He directed uh, Buttons by the Pussycat Dolls featuring Snoop Dogg. Joshua. Sorry, who wants, who wants to play a game? I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. They don't matter Okay. Oh god. So, for this game, I'm gonna see how well you guys would do in Robert Neville's boots. Oh, Lord. Uh genius virologist, doctor, lieutenant colonel in the military, arms expert, really great tactical mind. Can I quit now? Scavenger. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to see how well you do in a specific spot of the film, like a specific, this is the situation Robert was in. And I'm going to see how well you would do in his place. Right. Okay. So I have five Shrek quotes that I'm going to need you to finish. <laughs> oh, sum me up. It's good. Okay. I think I can do this. Yeah. Oh, no. So you had me there one. in the first half. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> first one. Could we get the voice of the character who was saying the line? No, because a lot of these are donkey. And <laughs> I... I... We'll give you a pass. <laughs> Carmela, don't be giving out passes like that without <laughs> consulting. <laughs> okay. I'm so nervous. Okay. Okay. I'll say blank and I'll need you to fill in the gap. Okay. Not the buttons. Now my come drop buttons. All right, then. Who's hiding them? Okay. I'll tell you. Blank. Lacey. She's married to. Oh. The Muffin Man. Nope. Rashawn. Do you know. Oh, no. The Muffin Man. I was so excited. You jumped ahead. <laughs> I was like, oh, I actually know it. Point, Rashawn. Yes. God, I Go just ahead. continually embarrass myself on this podcast. So that was the only, you're going to get gingerbread man question impression and that's it. Damn. Next, Shrek quote. Lord Farquaad. What's that? It's hideous. Shrek. Well, that's not very nice. Blank. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just a, uh, Lacey? Just a donkey. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's just a donkey. This is just pure donkey. Donkey start to finish. Not a conversation. Okay. You both have layers. You know, not everybody likes onions. Blank. Rashawn. Parfait. Nope. Ah. Blank. Everybody loves blank. Mella. Cakes. Cake. Yeah. Uh. 
You guys wouldn't do very well in Robert's shoes. <laughs> we all have one point. What do you mean? We all have got one. You all have one point. That's true. I think it's because if you did the donkey voice, it would help it would us. Help. Nope. This one's a tough one. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to skip the tough one. It's tied. Okay. Okay. Last one. This is last. This is to see who would survive the I Am Legend apocalypse better. Okay. This is all donkey. Okay. We could stay up late, swapping manly stories. Blank. I saw Lacey first. No way! That was me! That was me! And in the morning, I'm making waffles. Lacey, congratulations. Rigged. It is now your job to save mankind. Oh, (laughs) no. Everyone is in trouble. Anyway, congrats, Lacey. Wow. Wow. Saving us all. Wrapping things up, it seems we've come to the conclusion that Will Smith be Will Smithin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's that's the one conclusion we came to. No, uh, Will Smith be Will Smithin. I Am Legend is is a great singular character driven drama until it's not, and that Anna and Ethan are a necessary cog to the storytelling machine. The zoom is frozen, so I can't tell what Rashawn's face is. Can someone describe it to me? Uh, um, t- tired. It's kind of brown. He's tired of you. No, it's brown. <laughs> Mama. little eyes. Big smile. What the fuck? Carmela, <laughs> chair, but make it electric. <laughs> All right. We end each episode with a quick game of Six Degrees of Separation, connecting someone from this week's episode to next week's episode. So, folks, what I'd like you to connect is Alice Braga to Zach Efron. That doesn't help at all. <laughs> oh, oh, I got it. Shit. What? Okay. Alice Braga oh, was in Elysium with Matt Damon, who was yeah. in Downsizing with Kristen Wiig, who you was know. in How to Train Your Dragon with Jay Baruchel, who was in, oh God, who was in, uh, what's it called? This is the end with Seth Rogen, who was in Neighbors with Zac Efron. Hey. Every cut, there go. Good. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Lacey, you went two for two tonight. <laughs> two for two. How's it feel? Uh, I was going to say everything's coming up like better, but uh, nothing's coming out. <laughs> nothing's you really happening. Felt, you really stumbled out of the gate on that one. <laughs> really did. I'm just very excited. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment, liked, subscribed, and rated us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out immensely. Take two minutes and do that. I promise we'll make it worth your while. You can find this in all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not taking it back. I'm still going. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) You just got to get through it. I mean, I, I meant I'm not taking back. We'll make it worth your while. I'm keeping that. Oh, who's, yeah. Absolutely. Whose body did you just offer up? Not mine. <laughs> Nella's. Uh, me She's mad because I wanted it to be me. <laughs> <laughs>
You can find this and all of our episodes <laughs> on Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, what? Nothing. Oh, you can't see us. No, I can now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why are you sticking your tongue out at me, Lacey? I love you. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and <laughs> it's Rashawn. <laughs> and, and Rashawn. And <laughs> got it. Take it home. <laughs> Goodbye. I am legend. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> some of my thrill. <laughs> Sorry. One day we'll get through it, but it's not gonna be today. And Rashawn. And, and Rashawn. We'll catch you next week. Thank you.